The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm Dr. Shirley Madeira, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful life. And welcome to the art of the pivot, infinite possibilities through transformation with today's fabulous, fierce, amazing, in leopard print (laughs) guest, (laughs) Midwin Charles. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for doing this with me, for me. I'm so excited. When I first met you, was it a couple of years ago? It was. It It was was. a couple of years ago. I remember admiring you and and having, uh, just being in awe of what you were doing and your your command of the audience. (laughs) And I thought, wow, she's awesome. (laughs) So fast forward, podcast, and you were definitely one of the first guests I wanted to speak with. So Let's get right into it. Okay. You are a lawyer by trade. I am. I you am. founded, created, built your own law firm. I have. Your namesake, Midwin Charles and Associates. <laughs> Esquire. Yes, ma'am. You've also done quite a bit of media. I have. Multiple I have. channels. Yeah. Uh, television, now yeah. podcast, yeah. Uh, radio, radio yeah. Uh, magazines, Essence, uh, Huffington Post, uh, CNN, HLN, MSNBC, Bloomberg TV. The list goes on and on and mm-hmm. on. So kudos and congratulations. Thank you. Thank I see you. why they have, uh, have you on. Oh, thank you. Appreciate uh, you're also it. active in community affairs. Yeah. yeah. So why is that important to you? That's really important to me because... Um, I didn't get to where I am now without a community kind, you know, and that community comprised of family, friends, um, and mentors. Um, so it's really, really important for me to, uh, give back with my time. Um, and also to just be visible because I want young, um, girls and boys of color to see me and to see that it's possible, that, that, that what I'm doing is not impossible. Right. So it's really, really important for me to do that. That's really inspirational and aspirational. Yeah. So thank you for doing that and being a community leader. Speaking of leading and spearheading, you're also a member of the board uh, of um, Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network, right. WEEN, right? That's right. Yeah. What is that organization well, about? Well, WEEN is an organization that um, um, four women that I know um, um, started a few, like about maybe 10, 11 years ago. Um, and the four women got together and decided that there was no sort of um, guidance uh, or set path for women to follow who worked in entertainment. You know, entertainment is very much heavily and still is in many ways dominated by men. And so these four women got together and, and, and said, you know, we're going to form an organization that focuses on not just the upliftment of young girls of color who want to work in entertainment, but also training them. Oh, so wow. um, I've been on the board since inception. And um, one of the things that we are most proud about is every year we do a free, that's right, that's free. Right. What was that? Can you um, say that again? It, it's a free program free. called the Ween Academy, oh, where that. we audition girls who come from all over the country. Um, and it started out as six weeks, but now it's four weeks. And it's an intensive four-week class instruction-based program where these girls um, will go to, and we rely on our networks, and these girls will go to uh, BT, CNN, wow. MSNBC, and they basically will be instructed on how to do or, 
or how does the entertainment field work behind the scenes? And we also bring in professors who are working in a variety of different um, areas in entertainment. So not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, right? So so sound, uh, you know, uh, mixing, editing, production, um, and all those kinds of things. And I've been a professor a few times as well, just talking to them about my experience as a legal analyst and appearing on TV. Um, and things like that. So we're really proud of the program. The girls graduate and many of them go on to intern or to work in various different fields. And right now we have um, Gia Peppers is one of uh, our graduates who's doing incredibly well. She hosts a lot of red carpet stuff for BET and a variety of other uh, entities. And we have girls just all over who are really working in the entertainment field. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm really really proud about that program. Yeah, in fact, the auditions are coming up pretty soon. Um, if you guys just go to weonline.org, you can see the auditions are coming up in March. Yes. And the Academy always takes place in the summer in New York City. So and it's totally free. So weonline.org. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll apply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are also a member of the Civil Rights Committee for the Association of the Bar of the City of New York. Oh, I used to be. Used, used to be. To be. Mm-hmm. Used mm-hmm. to be. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. We're going to talk about pivoting and transformation. <laughs> and then the The way I'd like to segue into pivoting and transformation is that you created, is it a forum called Infinite Possibilities of the Law Degree? Yes. Let's talk about that. You know, that's a lot of fun. That's something that I did, like, and and in order to talk about that, I have to kind of talk about my background. Please do. So essentially, I went to law school, and my number one goal was to go work at a law firm, make big money, get the corner office, and become partner. Like, that was the dream. I did everything. Thing to sort of achieve that dream. Yes. You know, I, I, I wrote on law review. I clerked for a federal judge yes. when I came out of law school in Detroit. Uh, then I got a fellowship at Harvard and yeah. worked for Charles Ogletree. Wow. And then I got the, the dream job at a big firm. And after about two weeks, no, <laughs> more like a year and a half, I was like, mm you know what, this is just not what I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Um, It was a great training ground. I met some amazing people. I got good mentors out of it, but it it wasn't, but the hours were so long and and the money was good. Let the record reflect the money was good. Um, (laughs) Let the record reflect. (laughs) The money was really good, but it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm working 15, 16 hour days. Minimum. Minimum sometimes seven days a week straight. Wow. Um, and I'm working on something that, that doesn't interest me as much. Like, it right. does, like if, you, if you're going to be working 16, 17 hours a day, let it be something that, that you really love. That you're that's, passionate about. That you're passionate about. That you're passionate about. And so to me, I was like, okay, what's the end game here? Because right. we can't be doing this forever. We right. really can't. And then I kind of fell into a little bit of a depression, right? Mm. Because, you know, you, I worked so hard to get there. Right. And then to, and, and to get there and be like, this is, this is not... The Shangri-La. This right. is not the, you know, je ne sais quoi. Right. Resistance. The be-all, end-all. I was like, oh, my God, I messed up. Like, mm-hmm. I messed up. Like, I, I put all my eggs in this one basket, yep. and, and the basket sucks. Right. <laughs> and not to mention potentially deferring exactly. eggs and all that. Right? Exactly. I get it. Exactly. And so um, I was fortunate enough to have a partner uh, send me an email where a producer from Court TV was oh. going to be speaking to a group of black women attorneys. Okay. And she was like, I think you should go to this. Like, your name is written all over this. So I went to the event and um, she came. She was a producer. She came and she basically was trying to get more black women to come onto Court TV and talk about legal cases. Yes. So within two weeks, I was on TV and I was like, oh my God. OMG, I found. Loved it. Everything. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Hashtag TV. And so from that moment on, you know, project escape. Yeah. <laughs> project get the hell out the law firm. Okay. You know, was born. Okay. And so I had to sort of figure out what I wanted to do in transition. And I did this at a time, this was 12 years ago. Wow. Where I think uh, corp corporate work, leaving corporate work, and you know what they now call the gig economy mm-hmm. didn't exist. 
And I got a lot of pushback. I got a I'm lot sure. of pushback from colleagues, from family. You know, mm-hmm. you're yes, uh, my yes, like, you want yes. to do what? Yeah, what are you going to you do? You want to do what? <laughs> you know, while she's holding on to her Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. She, she loved that life too. You know what I mean? She loved that life. Right. And so um, everybody thought I was crazy. They, everybody thought, they were like, what are you doing? Right. This, you know, how could you, how could you leave the firm with nothing lined up? Right. So and now the doubt enters. The Not doubt only enters. Own. Yep. The doubt enters. And, um, uh, you know, my mother's like, well, how are you going to pay the bills? And I was like, well, I have a lot of money saved up. And, yes. you know, this, that, and the right. third. And so I, I quit. I quit. Wow. I had a whole master plan. I remember I typed up the plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to start my own law firm. I'm going to model. I'm going to have a real estate program. Like, <laughs> I, like I just had all yes. these ideas. Yes. And. Um, but, but you had a plan. I had a plan. And you executed. Well, I thought I had a plan. <laughs> I wrote things down. Okay. But I, and you I visualized. I, I visualized, but I but I wouldn't say that um, I had the best plan. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is how Infinite Possibilities of the Law Degree began. Got because it. I know when I was trying to do it, there were a lot of people who were like, Well, that's not what you're that's not what you're supposed to do with a law degree. When you have a law degree, you're supposed to either go to a firm, go right. in-house, go right. work for the U.S. Attorney's Office and be a prosecutor or be right. a defense attorney. Like, right. I just felt that people have very, very narrow ideas about what you're supposed to do with your life, yes. even though those people aren't living your life. Indeed. So those people aren't there when you're up late at night, just really disappointed in the fact that you feel that you're missing out on life because you're working around the clock and right. you know things like that. Right. So I decided to put together this program and I've done three of them where I've invited attorneys who many will say are you know recovering attorneys, right? You know, have recovering <laughs> alcoholics who are recovering attorney. So they're all attorneys who have sort of moved on and done amazing things. Yes. But I also included attorneys who were still practicing. So I remember one year I had Terrence Winter, who is the who was the lead writer on The Sopranos oh, and wow. of HBO Sopranos oh, mm-hmm. and creator of uh, Boardwalk Empire. That's and impressive. he's an attorney. He was yeah. an attorney working at a big law firm and he, he decided, I want to be a Hollywood writer. I want to be a writer. And he quit. He, he had a beautiful story. I mean, he quit. He moved to LA with nothing. He was like living in a big house with like 10 roommates. I mean, to go from making six figures yes. as a lawyer yes. and then to kind of do that, just right. to kind of try the dream, yeah. um, you you know, people would think you were crazy. So I had him on the panel. I had uh, Lauren Lake, who's a good oh. friend of mine, who's one of the founders of Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network, Wonderful. who now has her own TV show, um, Paternity Court. Wow. Um, I've had uh, 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 Lisa Bloom, mm-hmm. who is a, a, a pretty big attorney now, yeah. representing a lot of women in sexual assault sexual cases. Assault, right, yes. um, I've had Olga Jobe, who is a, a real estate uh, developer. I've had just people who were doing different things. I've had another, um, a lot of these people are just my friends, really. Uh, <laughs> As this podcast. You know, right, right, right. But, I, you know, I had it's my- a beautiful my, network. You know, uh, Medina Singor, who is a Harvard-trained attorney and decided after working at law firms, you know what, I really want to do what I wanted to do initially had my parents not pushed me to being a lawyer. I want to be an actress. And she just decided- I'm going to go to Juilliard. She applied. Right. She got into Juilliard. Right. She's an amazing actress. You can see her now on the show called Happy on the Sci-Fi Network. Got her first acting gig Wonderful. straight out of... I well, mean, so people, so just a, yeah. an attorney. Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know, there are all these amazing stories that I think ought to be told. And so that's, that's how I started doing that. I love it. Well, yeah. when I read about, you know, infinite possibilities for a law degree, I thought this is everything. Yeah. And what an amazing and relevant topic it is. And what I wanted to ask you was, so pivoting, right? Changing, shifting, staying in place, changing your perspective, doing something on that involves a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to be able to make that change and to be able to meet the resistance. Mm -hmm. Do you think that all the options, the choices, or the restriction of options is a uniquely, I shouldn't say uniquely, female, but is it something that women tend to have a bigger problem dealing with? Yes. Yes, because I think we still live in a, we live in a patriarchal society, and this society still has ideas about what women should be doing and at what part of their life they should be doing it. 
right? And so a lot of people will say, well, at this age, you ought to be doing this. You should, to, you should be doing that. So I would say that that was the, the sort of biggest obstacle uh, that I faced. But I also found, I also realized that a lot of people, uh, one of the reasons why it's so important to avoid that or the naysayers is because many people aren't really saying no to you. They are reconfirming their own insecurities. There are a their lot own no's. their own no's. There are a lot of people who would love to do what you do, but they lack the courage. So what they do is they project. Mm. So when you come to, which is why I, I realized early on, like don't tell people a lot of your dreams. Right. You know, keep it to yourself because. You could, you could be telling someone a dream on a day where you have a low point mm. and they can say something negative and it can take you even lower. Right, it'll throw or it, you off. It'll throw you off or it can, it can convince you to not keep pushing. Right. So it's really important sometimes that you be very careful who you tell your dreams to because there are a lot of dream killers out there, a lot of dream killers and a lot of dream crushers. Right, so it's really important to, to sort of keep it to yourself. Yeah. Well, let's talk about dream catching. Because yes. you're catching it, sister. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> <laughs> so you are a lawyer by trade. You've done all these amazing things to inspire young ladies and young boys, young men as well. And you obviously have a lot of experience in the entertainment field. So what would you be doing now were it not for the law degree or the law practice? You know, it, that's interesting. Um, honestly, a lot of times... <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm but not. I I think if I were not an attorney, I would probably be an astronomist. Astronomy. I, I swear. thought you were going to say something in entertainment. I you know swear. what? You were meant to be among the stars. I I, Ew. Ew. I love it. I love it. Ew. I would probably be in a like I love space. Okay. I really do. Like in a really like cool So rocket scientist. Well, I wouldn't know about that. I don't know if the, I don't know if the brain has the capacity for that. You know, but but I always say I would probably be an astronomist. I might be an, a psychologist. Um all that super tentorial, brainy, yeah. higher-level, ethereal, yeah. well, I love, upper space stuff. Well, psychology because I love, um, or sociologists, because mm. I really love um, understanding people. As an attorney, you have to understand people. You really yeah. do. You have to figure out uh, what motivates someone. You have to figure out if someone is lying. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out what is the end game. What does right. this person want? What would make this person happy? Yeah. And you have to figure that out, not just for the other side as yeah. a lawyer, because I still practice, but also your client. Right. Like, is your client telling you the truth? Because a lot mm -hmm. of times it's not so Because some of these clients, they're not always telling the truth. <laughs> and so you, there's a lot on the line. You know, right. you have to be very careful. So right. you have to figure out who's lying, who's telling the truth, what's the end game, what's motivating the person when you're talking settlement, oh, what does yeah. the other side want, what do we want, what right. can we all walk away with where everybody will be happy. So I love kind of figuring out what makes people tick. Yes. So that's why sometimes I say psychology or sociology or, or astronomy or yeah. something like that. I think, the, I think there's a lot in common in terms of psychology and trying to figure out what is it that people truly want. Is there a language that we're talking about that's on one level, mm -hmm. but beneath that, beneath that language and beneath those words, there's something deeper mm -hmm. that maybe I'm just not catching. And I think in plastic surgery, a lot of that goes on. So yeah, we have yeah. that in common. Absolutely. So, Let's talk about women and empowerment, which you obviously are a huge advocate for and spearhead a lot of um, programs and initiatives for that. What did you think of the Grammys last night? You know, I saw pieces of it. Um, honestly, I, I, I think I have, I always have mixed feelings about the Grammys because I understand why if you're a musical artist, it's important for you, right? Yes. It's like It's like this sort of higher echelon brass ring that you're always fighting for because then it means that mainstream music has accepted you. Yes. But I always tell people, you know, but I you, but you have to remind people who don't win that yes. there are incredible artists, exceptional artists that have never won right. a Grammy. Right. Prince Never won a Grammy? Never won a Grammy. That I did not know. Yeah. So when, when people are like, oh my goodness, I, you know, uh, such and such never has been nominated a certain number of times and they never won. or And then when you look at people who do win, you know, you're like, well, she can't sing. <laughs> she can't. She couldn't sing on a good day. Right. Like she couldn't <laughs> sing in the studio with the auto tune no, on. No, no. <laughs> 
like she's still and the sound is still like the that. The sound is still like that. Come so, on, yeah. I'm not gonna name no names. No I'm not names, gonna name no names. No but names but I'm like, you have you have the the power of all these machines, and you still sound and technology. like that. And you yeah. still sound like that. Okay. Mm. Right. Okay. That's something. Okay. To, something like, to ponder. Yeah. Like, Things that like, make you go, hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> Chloe and Hallie, those two young, amazing, amazing women. Amazing voices. Come on. They they should have just walked in there and they said, here you go. Here's the yeah. brain. Thank you for participating. <laughs> Thank I you. I mean. Thank you for making our world a better yeah. place through sound and music. Yeah. I was glad to see Cardi B win. I think she had a very good album. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah. You know, I've. I'm just in the car, like I know, right? She she makes you move. She does. So she does. Let, let's talk about Miss Cardi B. So that's a, a wonderful segue into who else besides Cardi B. Well, first of all, let's talk about Cardi B's pivot. Yeah. From, yeah. Uh, shall we say, exotic dancer? Exotic dancer. From exotic dancer, mm-hmm. which, in and of itself, you know, can be a form of women's empowerment, mm-hmm, maybe. Sure. So Absolutely. from exotic dancer to rap star, mm-hmm. album of the year, mm-hmm. first woman mm-hmm. to win rap album of the year. As a solo. Mm-hmm. As a solo. Mm-hmm. Mother. Mm-hmm. Wife. Wife. Mm-hmm. Are they still together? Yeah. Oh, hey, again. they got back together. Yeah. Okay, things can be worked out. Yeah. Okay, wife, let's add that to her list of accomplishments. Uh-huh. So that was a major pivot. Yeah, major pivot for her. And and what I like about and I think a lot of I think one of the reasons why she's so endearing is people love a come up story. Yeah. We really that was do a big in, a, come in, up. A, in America, we love a come up story. Yeah. We really do. That really is the American dream. That's yeah. the American promise. I'd say so. And to see it happen in such a short very short time, period of time, which is rare, right? Yeah. Which is rare. Um, but it sort of inspires in people that if she can do it, so can I, which right. is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, provides hope, gives hope. It, it provides it provides a ton of hope. It really does. Um, and it's nice to see that she's doing what she wants to do yeah. on her terms. On her terms. And she's enjoying it. She's having a good time. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. I really am. I, I did say that last night I'm when I, when I saw her. that. I'm happy for her, too. So what, what would she say? <laughs> 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 okay. No, I, I get a little concerned with the, with the vernacular and the, you know, no. just a little. Just, just a little bit. I just worry with young kids right. because, you know, those of us of a certain age right. understand the difference between, you know, uh, colloquialisms, colloquialisms, sounds. And, and the King's English. Right, and, right. You know, we, we can code switch. Yes. And I just, I'm just concerned sometimes with young, the younger generation, they don't know how. Right. And so I'm just concerned that they might not be able to flourish Correct. in certain spaces. And communicate all. with yeah. various and, and people. And flourish. And flourish. Yeah, I do. You're not, you're not all going to be Cardi B. Yes, very true. You're just not. So true. That's like not everybody will get nope. into the professional league. Yeah. Okay, so some other um, pivotal pivots. Um, who else? Uh, shall we say Megan Marco? Yeah. 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 That was a pivot. Yeah, I that guess, was very I guess you could say I think so. I, I know she manifested that. it. Didn't wasn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, doesn't the media say that she was dreaming of being a princess ever since really? she was a little girl? I don't know. Did she put on? I don't know. Who who didn't dream of being a princess? I'm about to say every. every I think we all did. Everybody who saw <laughs> Elsa and uh, I mean. All I mean, Snow White, Cinderella, like right. right? I mean, so, we're raised that way as girls. We're I think socialized so. that way. Yeah, we right? are socialized Let it go, that way. Right? Let, Let it. it go. I think we do need to let it go. So <laughs> I, I won't get on my feminist rant about how I think it's unfortunate that we're raised it's to want terrible. to be princesses. It's There's terrible. nothing wrong with it, but we should it's, also it's be bad. raised to. Yeah. You know, hold our own on our own terms yeah, on many yeah. levels, holistically, yeah. mentally, physically, psychologically, financially, et cetera, et cetera. But that's yeah. a, that's another that's podcast. That's another podcast. It's another situation. Mm-hmm. So, I know you said that you would be an astronomer I potentially think so. or a psychologist. I, think, I haven't looked into how much education is required. <laughs> I think you got but, it. Uh, I think you yeah. got it. I think about that sometimes. So so far, what would you say is the biggest, most impactful thing you've learned? Let's start with from someone else. From someone else? Yeah. Oh, I would say um, one of the most impactful things I've learned as a professional is from um, Professor Charles Ogletree over at Harvard. I remember working for him, and he was was so um, sought after by other professors at Harvard, by celebrities, politicians, elected officials, 
Uh, just everybody was always calling him, trying to get through to him. The he had wisdom. Two, yeah, he had two. I remember he had two assistants. And then he had me as a fellow doing some projects for him. Yes. And I was like, I, I, and it was fascinating for, to me that, that as a black man, yes. that this man was fielding calls from Supreme Court justices and this person and that person, real you know, dignitaries. And I remember asking him, like, how you, you, how you got all these people sweating you? <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you do that? As a, as a black man who, you know, is an intellectual, you yes. know, you're not an athlete, which is, which is an area where we see a lot of um, accolade um, being sort of uh, thrown on black men, athletes, entertainers, but you're an intellectual, which is a little different, yes. you know, and, um, and he, I said, how do you do it? And one of the things he, taught, he told me that I will never forget is he said, you have to know more than they do. Interesting. So in other words, he was just incredibly well-read. Yeah. I remember sometimes he would meet me in the mornings for meetings. First of all, till this day, he's the only person I've known who will have meetings at like 716. <laughs> He'll be like, meet me at 723. And mind you, I was half his age and I yeah. could barely keep up. Wow. So I would be showing up at the Starbucks to meet him to go yes. over stuff at 723. And he would have like seven newspapers because this was way back when. Wow. This is, this was 20 years ago, actually. Oh, before the digital age? Yeah, yeah, this was 2000. Yeah. And he would have, I remember, he would have seven or six different newspapers from all over the world. So he would have the London Times. Oh, my gosh. He would have the San Francisco Chronicle, New York Times. Yeah. Like, it was sort of like regional, major papers, regional in the United States, but also what was happening in Europe, what was happening in Africa. Right. And, and by the time I had met him by 723 in the morning, he had read them all. Including New York Post, page six. All of them. <laughs> Right? All right. of them. Wow. All of them. And he just, well, his whole thing was you just have to be knowledgeable and people will respect you if you're knowledgeable. So yeah. I'd say that was the biggest thing. That yeah, I got. that's I was, huge. I, yeah. Would, I would agree with that. First of all, I'm, I'm just a nerd and I love information yeah, and knowledge. Yeah, me too. And I just me too. soak it up and it me really too. brings me great pleasure. I just find things interesting. Yeah, yeah, you find things interesting. So, yeah. And that, that's part of my joie de vivre, right? Mm -hmm. my, my raison d'etre, just mm -hmm. to be able to get to know more about the world and people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what would you say you're most proud of yourself for, you're most accomplished? Uh, I'd say I'm, my, my, I'm most, uh, I'd say becoming an attorney. Yeah. It was a long road And it has me. served you well, it continues to serve you it well. It has, it has, it has. But just getting here, was, it was hard, it was hard. I didn't know a single lawyer, I had no mentors. I, was, I figured it out on my own. I had to take the LSAT twice because the first time I took it, I didn't do well. Mm -hmm. um, I took a year off between college and law school yep. um, to get ready, yeah. you know, to take the test. And it was just, it was just an uphill battle. Yes. You know, every class, every exam, yes. it was hard. Yes. It was really hard. It was not easy. No, and I, and I don't think a lot of professional paths are easy. So it the was fact not that. Easy. You not only made it, not only survived, but you thrived, mm -hmm. and you've done so well with it. You really oh, ought to be congratulated. So if your law professors never told you that you <laughs> did a phenomenal job and that you are a star, <laughs> then thank allow me you. to tell you that. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I asked you what uh, one of the most impactful things that you learned from someone else. So what is something significant that you've learned about yourself? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> The number one significant thing that I learned the hard way, especially after I left the firm, yes, is that I'm not wealthy. Um, okay. No, real talk. Okay. I am not. Let <laughs> me tell you, when you work, you know, when you when you have a particular back, come from a particular socioeconomic background, yes, and then you get your little degree on, and then you get your little first job, <laughs> and you start making some coin, yes, nice coin, yeah, right, some nice paper, coin. yeah, nice coin, yes. You can really be convinced that you're now rich. That you've you really, made you, it. You've made it. You yeah. really can convince yourself that you are rich. And when I left the firm and I started uh, uh, trying to figure things out on my own, and, and you know, I was like, I'm trying to get a TV deal and this, that, and a third, yes. and the TV deal was taking quite some time to come around. Okay. And then I was like, oh, wow, I really, I really do have to practice law and, and, yeah. and get this law firm thing going. 
Um, I I just was spending money, like you know, I'm still rich. balling. I'm still balling. You know what I mean? I'm still flossing, taking, still taking trips. Yeah. You know, meanwhile the the bank accounts are going lower, lower, right. and lower, diminishing, diminishing, diminishing. And 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 one of the biggest lessons in that was that not only was I not really wealthy, like I have to keep working. I know yes. it sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. I just didn't really see it. And um, because when you when you're working at a big law firm like that, it, yes. it's, it's a whole life, right? Yes. You know, you're it constantly. You. Yeah. It, well, you're well, you're just introduced to a whole new life. Where I you're see. going out to dinner with your colleagues, where the bill is a thousand, two thousand dollars, and you're having foie gras and truffles, right? And, you know, and every, you get home, you get sent home in a, in a Lincoln Town Car every right. night, right? You know, your meals are paid for, so you can really be convinced or caught up in that, right? Even though I was going home to East Flat East Flatbush every night. <laughs> Big up to East Flatbush. Right. But I still was like, I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm rich. You know, and I thought I was really good with money. I thought I was yeah. a good budgeter. But then I learned the hard way that I'm not really good with budgeting if I don't get a check every two weeks. I see. Very interesting. Yes. So you, so the budget, you, yeah. you budget well because you know you get yeah. paid every two weeks. But if you don't, it's a That's different right. story. That's right. It's a different story. So I would say those are one of the two biggest things that I learned, especially with the sort of transition. Yeah. You know, and I and I tell people um, when I mentor a lot of younger people, you know, I tell them, like, don't play games right. like, you know, you have to really be on top of absolutely of things. And I'm still learning it. You know, yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out and, and, and what have you. It's, yeah. it's a it's definitely a consistent learning thing. Yeah, I think so, too. And yeah. I think that I also had a similar experience that. And especially, I, I definitely know now with my own practice and being responsible for other people's livelihoods it's, and exactly. especially being responsible for everything, mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot. You, seriously, the word budget is cannot be under mm -hmm. or over <laughs> emphasized. Not at all. So I get it. Not at all. Okay, so that begs the question then about wealth and um, acquisition of wealth, maintaining wealth. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe wealth? <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, I describe wealth uh, do you mean tangible, intrinsically? However you define it. Well, I say, I say tangible wealth to me, a wealthy person in terms of just money is someone who, who does not have to work. And in my entire life, um, I've met some really rich people, but I've only met one or two wealthy people. And by wealthy, I mean they don't have to work. They are trust fund children. They have a trustee who they ask for money and the trustee writes a check. That, that wow. to me is wealth, right? Okay. You, know, you don't yeah. have to work. You know, uh, you've, you've, you know, there's a seven, eight million dollars. You don't have to know where it's coming you from. You don't even know. Just the <laughs> you, just need, you just call the trustee and say, listen, I want to buy this apartment. It's a million five, transfer the money. You know, I've, I know one or two people like that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So th that to me is someone who's wealthy. You don't have to work. You don't have to worry about retirement. None of that stuff. You right. work at your leisure. You work because you want to, not because you have to. For so ha-has that, and kikis. Exactly. So that to me is, is not wealth. Okay. I mean, that, that, that to that, me is wealth, okay. right? But, but to me, but intrinsically, wealth to me means not that. Wealth to me means a sense of contentment with with what you have in life, with where you are in life. In other words, like I always try to tell myself, like if I went today, like if I died today, would I be satisfied with the life that I've led up to this point? That's a good question. And if I can say yes, then to me, I'm wealthy. Got it. Because, because to me, living a great life where you're thriving is the most important thing. It really is. That's a, that's a good definition. I like that. Yeah. So then how would you define success? I would, I would define success. First of all, I think each person defines their own success. I, I would think, agree with that. I think it's very important to not allow society to define success, right? Um, but I define success for me as, again, uh, contentment. Like, like, am I happy with what I'm doing? Yes. And can I always do a little bit more? Mm. And if, if I'm in the position to do more and I can do more, that's successful. Because there are a lot of people who, who are unable to do more. They don't have the, the they option. Because they don't have the option. They have physical limitations. They have financial limitations. And there are a variety of limitations on them. And so to me, that's 
that's successful. Yeah. Right? Because I'm in the position to do those things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty, I have to say, I'm pretty pleased and happy. I mean, I have some crappy days. I'm not going to lie. We all do. I had a crappy morning today. No, impossible. I did. You're I here did. recording I this did. podcast. No, I was on the phone today with the damn health insurance people yelling oh, at yeah. them. You know, That's life. another situation. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like life things. You know, you can have some really crappy days. But Absolutely. But overall, you know, I'm pretty pleased. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good and for I, you. And I think that to me is successful. Yeah. You know, but it's important to not allow other people to define what is success. Because then now you're playing the game of keeping up, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And it's, it's impossible. It's yeah. an impossible game. You can never win. Right. You can right. never win. And I think culturally also, since we share yeah. a culture, yeah. I think we were taught that it doesn't make any sense to either want to be someone else, to want what someone else has, right. because it just, it's, you know, zero-sum game. Right. Zero-sum game and a waste of time. And a waste you, of time. You have and a waste of energy. Own. Yeah. And, and a waste of the gifts that you have. That you have. That every individual has. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. No one can do you like you can do you. No one can do you like you Mm-mm. can do you. Okay, so would you, uh, would you say true or false to these sentences? Okay. Pivoting isn't easy even if you know it's right. True. <laughs> Pivoting is a mindset. True. You will, I mean, really true. Really true. Really true. And I have to say that I actually got these uh, statements that I converted to questions from a, a cool website called The Art of Charm. But anyway, you oh. will either pivot or get pivoted. Very true. Very true. Which is similar to a mantra that I have, which is run your life or it will run you. I like that. But you better run it. <laughs> take, <laughs> put, take, put your Nikes on or whatever you wear. Take control because someone will control it for yeah. you. Get to running. Yeah. Great. You don't have to be a brand to be discoverable. Hmm. That that gets into, you know, the actually gets into so much social media, Mm -hmm. commercialism, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. frankly, Mm -hmm. resources to be able to put yourself out there, the Mm -hmm. courage to be able to present Mm -hmm. yourself in such a way that you want one million eyes and sets of eyes and ears to see you. Right. Say it again. Say the statement again. You don't have to be a brand in order to be discoverable. That's true. Okay. That's true. Okay. Mm Pivoting is not for everyone. Oh, that is 100% true. (laughs) That is 100% true. I tell people that all the time. Do not, first of all, don't let the young, cute face fool you. And as a plastic surgeon, I would have to concur. Don't let the trappings, (laughs) don't let the trappings fool you. Like, this is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for everyone. It is not for everyone. It's you know? work. It's work. It's stress. You know, entrepreneurship, which is what we do, having your own business, it's not for everybody. And right. I tell people that too. I'm like, if here is here are a few things. If if you if you don't think you can deal with the fact that you know you have bills due in four days, <laughs> and you don't know where the money's coming from, yes, don't do this. Okay, don't do it. Don't do it. Because, because it requires a, a level of patience and a mindset, which is one of the statements you, you said earlier, yeah. and a hustle mentality that not everyone has. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like, like you know, that's cool. Right. You know, you, you have to kind of know who you are. You know, I figured out who I was the hard way. Yeah. I thought I was the master yeah. budgeter. I right. thought I was right. rich. I thought right. I was, you know, and then I learned the hard way. So figure out who you are and right. learn quick. Learn real quick. Or continue to figure out who you are and keep be figuring it out. open to yeah, that. Yeah, keep figuring it out. Because sometimes I surprise myself and I'm like, oh, okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really did do that. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you know? So to your point then, if you're indecisive, then put off the decision to pivot. Yes. True. Your fears and insecurities may be trying to tell you that the change is worth it. True or false? Because again, it takes, I mean, there's fear, right? Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. fear in changing. Mm -hmm. There's even more fear in transformation if we've even gotten to a point where we have defined transformation and not just the change per se. So it brings up a lot of fear and insecurity. Mm -hmm. So, but how, and I always struggle with this. So if I'm feeling fearful or insecure, oh my gosh, and you know, I'm not breathing. So is that a sign that go for it, Shirley? Or is it a, a sign that, oh, you're indecisive. You should hold back. 
So what do you do at that point, at that fork in the road? Mm, good question. Should you just do it the way Nike says? Or should you just leap, take a jump, knowing that there will always be a net beneath you? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of doing it because I personally detest regret. Mm. So I, I would rather do it, mess it up, mm -hmm. and then I can look back and say, well, at least I tried. Okay, I because love Because the idea of two, three years from now, Living with the whole I wish I did, I yes. wish is a horrible, shoulda, woulda, coulda is a horrible feeling. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And there, there are some things that I wish I had done looking back as well. Like I remember when I was in law school, I had the opportunity to do a summer program in Paris. Oh, wow. And it was for credit. Yes. So it was going to school right. in Paris for credit. Yes. You know, eight weeks. Yes. And you would have gotten a certificate program from the school and everything, it would have been transferred to my law school. And instead, I was like, no, I need the money. I went and got some stupid corny job <laughs> at the United States Office for Personnel Management. I don't even remember the work that I did. Like, it was right. so insignificant, yeah. as opposed to being able to be in Paris for eight weeks, right. which is something that I can never get back, right. right? As an adult with bills and responsibilities, I can never spend eight weeks in Paris again, ever. But you can go to Paris for eight days and still feel exactly. as if you were there for eight weeks because you are just so exactly. loving it. Exactly. But that, but that feeling of shoulda, woulda, coulda yes. haunts me till this yes. day. You I, know what I, I mean? I agree. I think regret sucks. Right, right. I whereas, whereas I could have gone and okay, I might have been a little late with some bills, but they were bullshit bills yeah. back then. You know, I was like 24, 25 at the right. time. So, you know, I could have just right. called my mom and, you know, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> you could have called your trustee. You, right? Right? I mean, it wouldn't have been disastrous. It right. wasn't like I had a mortgage and children right. and, you know, that right. kind of thing. Got it. You know what Understood. I mean? Understood. So, yeah, I would agree with you. That's why that I'm regret. a big believer in doing Just it. do it. And then, but, you know, obviously with reason, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying. With thought. With thought. Research, you know. With thought. But, you know, give it a try. Yeah. You know, give it a try. And believe in abundance. Believe in the ability to bounce back. Believe in the ability to, to autocorrect. Yeah. If, if you mess up, believe in the ability to auto, to correct. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important because mm -hmm. I think that, at least for me sometimes, I think just talking about this podcast, mm -hmm. I had been thinking about it for months and it took me so long. And even when I actually met this wonderful uh, production team to work with me, I, I remember sending them emails like, no, I think we'll just wait. No, we won't launch it quite yet. Mm -hmm. What do you think? How about three months from now? No, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. just, right, you doubt push, yourself. Push and then off. finally, yeah. I just said, you know what? Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, you just gotta do it. My just mom it. listens at least. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. I have to download it. I have to download Please it. Please do. Listen. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I, I, the last two questions, I, I like to do this. The first one is called the Fast Five. So pick one mm -hmm. TV or movies? In terms of what? In terms of what I prefer? What yeah, I your like? preferences. TV or movies? Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Netflix. Can we get some sponsorship from Netflix? Netflix. <laughs> Can we just talk about that fire festival Netflix thing? Have you seen it? I saw that. Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> that was a disaster. Oh, my God. That was a disaster. I was like, did he say what? I was like, wait, hold up. I, no, and I'm I sure you. Yeah, this. And you as a lawyer, I'm sure you probably. That's a whole new method of payment I was not aware of. I did Whoa. never even heard about it. Oh that was crazy. Okay. Oh my Hashtag God. disaster. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my Sorry to digress. No, no worries. Digress. Next. Yeah, no worries. It was it, it was a digression, but it was <laughs> worth it. Um, but, I, but I do love movies. I, I love yeah, movies. It's I hard. Do too. That's a hard question. I know it is. I love movies. Like I've, I've gone to Sundance. I've done the whole, I'm watching 15 movies in six days and you know and I've gone I've gone to Tribeca Film Festival wow. Sundance. yeah I love, yeah. I do I love, love movies also I love the Q&A after with the with the yeah. director and yeah. the actors and I want to ask them questions and why was this character this way and exactly so I it's hard I know it's that's hard a hard one but I intentionally made them yeah. really close yeah. so that you had to think yeah. if I only had I, one I watch every Oscar nominated film wow yeah in okay. fact yesterday I watched Roma what did you think of that? I loved it. Did you? I thought it I was, heard it was beautifully it's shot. Beautifully shot. It's the cinematography, it's beautiful. the colors, the beautiful. But that beautiful. the storyline was little. It was a little it's slow. Yeah, okay. It is really slow. Okay. It is really slow. Um, you know, but it it, it touched me because you know, my mother was a care provider for a white family. So 
I so her character was quite relatable to me. Okay, you know. Okay, um, so that's it, how my mother, you know, put us through school. Yeah. So to me, it you know, just like when I saw the Help. Yes. That movie? Yes. So that, that was a great yeah, movie. Yeah. There's a there's a dynamic there that that I would love to see explored more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was really pretty. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Then I then I may watch it yeah, upon your recommendation. Okay. <laughs> Again, Netflix executive, please come forward with sponsorship for this podcast. Thank you. Okay. So the next fast five: pant suit or little black dress. Where am I going? Anywhere you're going to the you're going to Whole Foods you're going to the supermarket Whole Foods executives please come forward with sponsorship <laughs> yeah <laughs> pantsuit or little black dress you're going to a movie premiere is it winter <laughs> <laughs> you are such a lawyer I I'm, love it I'm just I just I because I'm not one thing so yeah, it's right. so hard I know you know what I mean hard. like I know. some days you know I like a freakum dress some right. days I like <laughs> You know, the high, high boots. Right. <laughs> you know, some days I like a conservative, you know, I'm going to be making Markle today. Right, you know, right, outfit. right. <laughs> I'm all those things. Yes, you, you know are. what I mean? Okay, so I'll let you have it's both. Hard. I'll let you have both. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, third one. Speaker or listener? I know you can do both, but if you had to choose one for an hour. Speaker. Okay, I thought so. Mm, I love to talk. Innovation or tradition? Hmm. That's a tough one. I know, that's a tough I I intentionally make them tough. I actually have a hard time answering some of these for myself. That's That's when I know it's a good question. That's a tough one. Yeah. I love tradition. Okay. Like, I get upset if something we do with like with my family because we're, yes. we're really tight my yes. family thickest thieves wonderful we do certain things every year the same christmas yes. thanksgiving right. it's always at this Easter, person's house that everybody else. yes and when it when when they mess it up i'd be like yeah, oh, yeah. you know like one year they <laughs> it's moved disruptive it. yeah one year they moved it we tried to do it at my other cousin's house we were like Ugh, no it's not no it yeah. didn't work yeah yeah so tra- tradition i'm gonna say tradition on that for you I guess so, but I like innovation too. Okay, I do. But then your but your foundation is tradition. I think yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. my foundation is tradition. That's for sure. Okay, last one. This may or may not be tough. Okay. Privilege or power? Oh, that's good. That's good. Hmm. I'm thinking about it myself. I'm thinking I'm not really sure. Privilege. You can say neither. Or power. Aren't they one and the same? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because I think you can have means and resources and even access, but you may or may not have the soft skills, personality, compassion, passion, empathy, love Mm -hmm. to be able to... Because I would earn say, the power necessarily, or I guess you can rule. Because mm-hmm. I'd say with privilege comes power, right? Because if if you are privileged, um, then you have power to do things that those who are not privileged can do, right? Yes, I can. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. Okay. Right. So if we assume that privilege means all the everything and you want in the world and power means maybe none of that or a fraction of that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. access, mm-hmm. greater respect. Because yeah. pa- power to me, I guess maybe we're thinking about power in different ways. Power to me is complete agency mm-hmm. over you, your body, your, your decisions. And maybe others. And others, absolutely. Yes, yes. absolutely. And others. Um, Whereas you could be totally 100 plus percent privileged and not have that agency. Yes, maybe. 
Well, you could say both. I guess, I guess, I guess. I know the lawyer is, is thinking about it, about all I'm the possibilities. Yeah, you know, that's the problem. Thinking, it, was, it is called the Fast Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's okay. Good one. So now the very last question I ask this of all my guests and of myself also is to come up with, we call the Fab Five. So mm-hmm. this podcast is called Forever Fab, After mm-hmm. Fashion, The Art of Living Well and Beauty. Yes. So what are your five top five because i know you have many your top five recommendations for living a beautiful life your top five okay so number one number one travel yes you have to travel um i don't care if you're going to queens (laughs) (laughs) you you have to get out off the four corners of the block you have to travel the more you travel the more you you, you, you have a greater appreciation for life, for living other people, and for, for the life that you're living. So I'd say one is travel. Okay. Uh, two is um, uh, the arts. Mm. I love the arts, whether it is music, art, theater, dance. Um, I love doing those things. Okay. Um, um, you know, experiencing new uh, culinary things, restaurants, yes. wine, you know, wine. You know, to me, those are really the sort of uh, uh, enjoying, you know, what life has to offer. Yes. And there's so much beauty. Yes. And, and a lot of it is not, is, is not expensive. You know, art galleries are typically free. Museums museums. are not that expensive. Mm -hmm. Some are free. Some are free. Um, uh, Shakespeare in the Park here in New York. You know, theater. There there are all these ways that you can experience art, fine art, whatever kind of art you like. Um, in many uh, inexpensive ways. So I would say that's two. I like that. So travel, art. art. And art sometimes I, I think imitates life so yeah. if you're looking to live or you want to live a more right. beautiful life exactly exactly check out the arts exactly three books i love I books i love books are you the type that gets three or four books and they're on, all on your nightstand yeah and you're reading, reading yeah. you know half of one then right. a third of the other all at the same time right yeah, i've been in same. i've been in three book clubs in my life oh wow two at the same time yes um, one, the, the other two disbanded because they all got married and had kids, um, <laughs> except for me. That's another podcast. But I digress, yeah, except for me, but I digress. The choice. Right, Another right. podcast. And, um, uh, but I'm in one now, and um, I can't remember the book we're reading now, but I'm also reading Michelle Obama's book oh, right now. Oh, yeah. I, I, and, I bought it. Um, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Michelle Obama. <laughs> Hashtag becoming. <laughs> And um, all the people uh, responsible I, for Ms. Obama, please sponsor <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> but I, I'd say books because I think books um, uh, can take you to um, places that you've never been. And again, they are inexpensive. Yeah. Um, and I think that books can catapult you into, honestly, I really believe books can catapult you into any world. It really can, you know. Um, if you were trying to go here, if you were trying to be X, reading really is fundamental. Yeah. You know, you really ought to be reading about the things that interest you. Um, you know, I know people who have succeeded in getting into spaces because they were so well read. Mm. And so they were immediately accepted in. Yeah to, you know, various industries, you know, just opportunities, uh, work opportunities, speaking, like just all kinds of opportunities opened because people respected them because they were so well read. They understood history. They understood, you know, uh, people, like just amazing. I love books. I I really do. I love to read also. I really do. Okay. So that's three. That's three. Two more. Okay. So travel, art, books. Yes. The, um... Fourth one, which probably should be first, is looking good. You gotta look. You I'm not gotta, going to argue with you on that one. I like to look surgeon. good. Like when I look good, I feel really good. Like when I look, feel, you know, because um, there's some days like you catch me on the wrong day, like going to Whole Foods usually, and I just look so like. Uh, what's the word that I use again? I just look so um, frumpy. <laughs> you cannot. And look then frumpy. someone fabulous will walk in. I'm like, what are you 
like, first of all, why do you own this? Like, why? <laughs> so lately I've been going through my closet and getting rid of things that are not, that don't make me feel good. So good. it's not necessarily about it's sexy or it's right, hot, but right. I have to feel or good. Or it's trendy or it's now. Yeah, yeah, like for a long time, I used, like sometimes I would, you know, you know, this is New York City living, yes. so a lot of times you have to commute in flats. And, yes, and, and then change into and the, then change into the heels. heels. Right. Yes. But lately, but I like to, like when I like to feel good about myself, like, and dress a certain way, I like to feel a little clack, clack. Yeah. When you're walking down, you know what I mean? You, you need a little clack. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I got it. And I was like, but you can't get a clack clack with the flats. With flats. In fact, I have tripped over myself in flats because oh, I'm no. so flat on the, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yes, yes. So lately, I have been getting these like little low heel boots. Right. The so kitten you, heels kitten or the boots. Heel, yeah, yeah, or, the or just a low heel yeah. or wedge. So you still get a little clack Height. clack. Height. Oh, and clack clack. Because you know, ladies, you feel me. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you you walk a little, a little. Yeah, there's something. There's yeah. a little more confidence. Yeah, more zhuzh. Yeah, so I say looking good, style, you know, whatever your own personal style is yes. I just feel that if, if you if you put a little effort in the morning and you look good you feel good and that sort of gives you a real positive attitude about your day because people will try you throughout yeah. the day I mean you yeah. get on the trains here in New York City and they yeah. try you delay yeah. delay like they will right. try you right <laughs> so you if you if you're feeling good yes. about yourself so yes. so four I would say uh look good yeah I agree um, with that and I think it cannot be Overemphasize that beauty does come from within. It so, totally does. And, it's, and I know it sounds cliche and, and, and corny, but it really is true. It really does. But it, I also think it works in the other direction. So if for you, fashion is your armor, then you put that on if you're not feeling great, and then there's something about maybe what you choose that can be transformative or just you know, is that little something that you need to be able to go out and say, okay, fierce, check. Yeah. Right? Well, because I think we live in a society, particularly as women, where we are constantly being judged. We are constantly being judged. You know, you're not cute enough. You're not tall enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not light enough. You're not this. Your hair's too short. Your hair's too nappy. Mm. You're the, you're, there's constantly, you know, your nails are not done. Your right. clothes don't fit. Not your clothes are cheap. <laughs> your clothes are too expensive. Like, they're, they're, you can never win and you are constantly being judged. And we know this, right? right? I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. I think it's really hard. And these images are being plastered all over and you're just like, oh my God. Like Fashion Week in New York, right? I saw yeah. you at a fashion show the other day, yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you walk around New York City during Fashion Week, first of all, you feel really short. <laughs> and I'm not a short woman. Right, no, you you're not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah, know? you're taller than I am. Right? So imagine, right. Right? Yeah. I mean, officially or on paper, yeah. I, go, I go by 5'8". But no, I'm, okay. I'm not I go five. by 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> I'm not 5'8", but that's what I like to go by. Yeah. You know, but on, during fashion week, I'm like, I feel really short. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really, you know, schluppy. Like, you know, I'm like, uh, I, I need the clack clack You need boots. the clack clack boots. I need the clack clack <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'd say feel good. Yeah. Five. Yes, five. Five. Okay, what was the beginning question again? Five things that... Living your most beautiful life. Either advice that you would give to okay. others or ones that you follow. Yeah, um, I would say, uh, I'm going to do this as a catch-all. Um, yes. Five is self-care. I love that. Self-care, which includes family time. Yes. Family time. Um, I'm one of those people where I come from a really tight knit family. Yes. It's a, you know you probably do too as yes, a Haitian. Yes, we're really tight. I don't know if it's because we're an immigrant family, mm -hmm. and most immigrant families when they come here, you know, they have to stick together yeah. for purposes of sort of. Um, uh, obtaining support, survival, support, yeah, support system yeah. and, and, you know, and, and obtaining goals and things. Right. Um, but I would say self-care. It's really important to, um, I think when you live in New York, you can live this really fast life, yes. right? There's all these events and you feel like you have to be here and you right. have to be there and, right. and, you know, and then you've got to take care of, you know, your groceries, dry cleaning and all these kinds of things. All and then there's things. your actual work, right. right? Your professional work. And how do you balance all that? And you have to balance all of that. And I've only recently been sort of really just like, okay, no, today I'm staying home all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah. You know, and everybody's like, oh, girl, what you doing? Girl, come on out. No. <laughs> nope. nope. No. No. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, no is self-care. Yeah. I'm Netflixing and chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix, of course, again. You know about Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chilling. That yeah. is beautiful. I think, I think self-care is really important. And that means... Um, again, uh, 
uh, an hour or two at the spa, or even if you can't afford the spa, because I'm all about you know finding ways to get little luxuries in yeah. life without breaking the bank. Right. And like my new thing now is um, I go to the gym at the Y. Yes. Also not expensive. Right. Um, YW, YMCA. Yes. And they have a sauna and a nice. steam room. Nice. So I always make sure that after the workout, I'll go spend 10, 15 minutes in the sauna. Agreed. You know, and just pretend I'm at the peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hashtag I peninsula. Will I will even bring the damn cucumber slices. No, no, right? Oh, that's, that is great. Like, that I is hilarious. The Mandarin Oriental. That's right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Bring me my glasses for a second. Well, I love it. Thank you for those five tips. And also thank you for all the many opportunities for sponsorship of all the people who were mentioned on this know, podcast Peninsula today. Hotel. Peninsula, Mandarin, Netflix, Whole Foods. The list goes on. Keep them coming, folks. Midwin. Thank you so very, very much for your time, for sharing your thoughts, your wisdom with us and your stories. It was a pleasure and an honor. This was fun. Well, hopefully you come back for part two. Yeah, no, absolutely. This was easy to get to. Thank you. Well, thank you all for listening to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and beauty. This is Dr. Shirley Madera signing out with Midwin Charles. And until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.